Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Colossians chapter 3. We're going to begin from the first verse, the amplified version of that. Hallelujah. The Bible says, If then you have been raised with Christ, And he gives an emphasis to a new life. Thus sharing his resurrection from the dead. If you have been raised with Christ to a new life. Thus sharing his resurrection from the dead. The Bible says aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Christ is seated there at the right hand of God. And the next verse says, and set, the Bible says, your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. Hallelujah. And the next verse says, for as far as this world is concerned, for as far as this world is concerned, you have died. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Somebody shout hallelujah. And the next verse says, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in splendor, Uh, in the splendor of his glory. And he says in the next verse, so kill, tell your neighbor kill. Dead and deprive of power, the evil desire lurking in your members, those animal impulses and all that is earthly in you that is employed in sin, sexual vice, impurities, sensual appetites, unholy desires, and all greed and covetousness for that is idolatry, the defying of self and other created things instead of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Now, when the Bible says, for if you be risen, eh? from verse one. If Christ was raised, or if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, if you have a new life, the Bible says, uh, aim and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is. Hallelujah. The literal Greek word there for where Christ is means the dwelling, the habitation, the place where he relates, the place where he is. Where is Christ? He didn't say Jesus Christ. He says Christ. Hallelujah. There's a little difference there. We're talking of a life past the death and resurrection. We're talking of the life after the ascension and where he has been put as the son of God, seated on the right hand of the father. Hallelujah. And he says, set your eyes, yourself. And because of that, in the next verse, he says, therefore, set your minds and keep them set on what is above. The higher things where Christ is not on the things that are on the earth. And the Bible says, for when 
as far as this world is concerned, the Bible says you are dead. As far as this world, this world is concerned, you are dead. Hallelujah. The world sees you as dead. And your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Your new real life is hidden with Christ in God. Today I want to talk about a bit, a very interesting mind and topic here. Might be a bit complicated for some of you in the beginning, but you'll understand it towards the end. The biggest, and I think, challenge of our Christian walk is, can I call it the vortex of false reality that many of us have been born into, have been raised into, have married into, have gone into business into, have run careers with, have run, you know, projects with, have run relationships with, have even run ministry on. Why do I call this a vortex of false, false realities? Why do I call it a world of false realities? It is because the deceiver, Satan, the spirit of deception, that foolish guy called the devil, his primary ministry, you and I know, is deception. It's to lie, right? He lies. He came to kill, steal, and destroy. But what does he kill? What does he steal? What does he destroy? His ministry is against truth. You understand what I'm saying? His ministry is against truth. And so as we continue growing up, we start to have distorted realities, distorted ideas about truth. And we regard many things that we think and appear as truth, and yet they are false distortions of realities. The idea, reality, has been perforated by many things that appeal to human beings and have ensued with us for centuries. And because of that, we've grown to accept some of these things as reality, and thus defining our world of truth. They continue to hit us every morning. They continue to hit us every afternoon. They continue to hit us every evening. They continue to hit us every hour. Everything almost that is surrounding humanity is putting this human in this little small box that seeks to define the reality of humanity. That every time now the gospel, the word of God, tries to infuse faith, to bring faith, to bring truth, many of us are opposed to truth, even when we do not know that we are opposed to truth. Sometimes we might even learn to confess right. Some of us are still struggling in confession. Sometimes we might learn to think right. Some of us are still struggling with the wrong thoughts. Sometimes we might try to act right. And some of us are still struggling with acting right uh, in line with the word of truth. But regardless of where we're at on this paradigm, sometimes we still struggle greatly in defining what reality is and what false reality is because many false realities now appear to be realities of truth to many of us. Maybe let me make it a bit more practical to make sense. If you go into a shop and then you look at a nice shirt 
or a nice blouse. And then they tell you the price of this blouse is 50,000. And then you say, um, I have 40,000. Then you negotiate and you meet in the middle and then you buy that blouse at 45,000 shillings. That alone sort of defines your reality of the price of that blouse. You walk out of that shop thinking that the price of that blouse is 50,000. Are you hearing me? And, but you managed to negotiate to save off a 5,000. Let's go in the mind of the man selling it. The mind of the man selling it could, could be like, I bought wholesale these products and this blouse or shirt was worth 10,000 shillings. This is just the reality. And then I'm going to put it in a shop, but because it's a unique piece and they don't know where I got it, they don't even know how I got it or for how much I got it, by choice I'm going to sell it maybe, I want 30,000 off it. But because I know what a tough bargainer Ugandans are, <laughs> I will not begin from 30,000. I will begin from 50,000 and let us come haggling somewhere. If the person is not a good bargainer, I'll add another 10K and sell it at 40,000. If they don't even know how to bargain, maybe 45,000. If they are so in a rush and confused, they can even sell it at 50. Let me dream big. Let me put this at 50. But the last price in my head is 30,000. The reality of the true price of that shirt is 10,000. Are you hearing me? Or blouse. Then you buy that shirt or blouse at 45,000. Are you hearing me? When you're talking to people, you even tell him, I, I bought it at 50. You remove the 5K. Praise God. Because there's also a false reality of assumption that you've saved 5,000 shillings. Yet in actual sense, you've probably lost another 30,000 or 40,000 on the same property. That's a distortion of reality in price. Some of you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, whatever it is. Somebody goes on Facebook and then they post a picture. You understand? Eh? Now they're like with five guys, eh? now they're holding, you know, like drinks, what? And they're screaming, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And, and Sam tells you, wow, these guys are actually happy. Praise God. They're having fun. You understand? Someone just goes on Facebook and gets $20,000 or $40,000. You understand? He, 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 from a friend, he says, man, can I take a photo with your money? Uh, now well, let me take a photo with your money. All right, it's okay. Just take a photo. Just a photo. Yeah, the guy gets, gets $40,000. And then he smashes them in front of a screen. <laughs> Throws it online. Hallelujah. Then down... He writes it random, you know those little random whatevers. They have, they have English names, something white, something purple. They have funny English names. You even wonder where they get them from. <laughs> so before you know that, a guy flashes like $40,000 and then he starts screaming, yeah, you understand, eh? But that one, he got it from some guy. Reality is, the chap on the screen is broke. Are you hearing me? 
But then because he's flashed money out, everybody's like, wow, you understand? Now find my dear girls who are believing God for rich men. <laughs> Maybe he lives in the neighborhood. The time she was bypassing him, he was this average guy with a she like, me, I'm going to Fanero. Understand? <laughs> Are you hearing me? Then that day, she sees the guy on Facebook with $40,000 flashing her. You understand? And it's the same neighbor who every day she bypasses, even Kusozachi guys, funny and stuff like that. And then one of those days, she finds the same person on the road. She sees him afar. Then she even hides off a building like... And that day he also refuses to answer. He's like, hello, eh, manange. <laughs> what? 40K of a picture. <laughs> reality is distorted. It's a false reality. And because of that, many people on that tube, they live in that moment. You understand? The guys screaming with money, some of them really own that money, but the accountability they don't give you is how they got to make that money. It's hard labors maybe and many years of saving and, you know, self-control. You understand? But you see, Facebook doesn't show that. There's somebody who just was walking through Acacia Mall. She has the biggest problems in the world. And then one of, towards the end, I see them sometimes. And then they reach the mall and then they just get pictures. And these days, girls don't get ashamed. She, openly. You find switching faces. Selfie, throws it up there. Hallelujah. Oh, she must be happy. But they just broke her heart last week. False realities. You understand what I'm saying? There are even people who have been held in, in the realities that, I mean, they even believe their own lies. Do you know there are people who can lie and he even believes, I know a man like that, this guy would even cry. Why could they do? And they've they done nothing to the man. It's, it's, I mean, it goes far. Some people can convince the human brain until it gets convinced even on something that is not true. It's easy to distort human judgment. You simply appeal to the part that appeals to it. How many people have you thought are lying when they are crying? Many of them, Bambi, the dear girl was even crying. How, how, could, how could they do this to her? Kumbe, some people are very good actors. They just fail to get tickets to Hollywood. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But because you're dealing with human weakness, it can be deceived easily. It can be deluded easily. It can be misled easily. Hallelujah. Now that's for the world. But when we get into the spiritual, it even becomes more deadly. Are you hearing me? When you enter mysticism and then see the mystic arts and how these people, mystics, have accessed the spirit world. It's amazing the realities that are in the mystical world that are false realities but carry an identity of existence. I was sharing with a group of people, I told them, for example, 
You can see a picture of a dragon and say that's a dragon. Are you hearing me? You read in the book of Revelation and there's such a creature as a dragon. You go to China and they worship the dragon. But you have never seen the dragon, but yet believe that that's a dragon when you see the picture. Who drew that picture? What did they see in that world to conclude that this is a dragon? That was not an imaginary picture. That was an existence of a false reality that has an identity in the mystical world. Who understands what I'm saying? And they do exist in that false reality. And they carry the consequences of that false reality because with Satan, all he needs is to create a reality that a man will believe, even in his deception. If a man will believe, then it's all right. He has his way. Some of you have grown up hearing things like unicorns. Is that horse with a funny, what? Horn on its forehead, right? And you will ask yourself, why does the idea unicorn come from? Physically, biologically, there's never existed a horse with a horn on the front head. But that is a reality in the mystical world. And if you would see there, the unicorn exists there. It does exist there. It does exist there. But it's a distortion of the reality of creation, it does not exist in the physical world, but it does exist in the mystical world. And whether you are a man of God or in the other world, depending on what God wants to show you, you'll be amazed at how many things men have created as characters, some in movies, some in stories, some in, in little folklore, but they say exist and have, we've raised our children believing that they exist and some of us have been raised to believe they exist, we even give them names and identities. But when you walk there, some of these things honestly do exist, but in a false vortex, in a false reality. Are you hearing me? We live in a, a time where people think that being accurate, for example, means that you're true. And some people can achieve a very huge percentage of, of accuracy, even in the prophetic office. But I've times and again told you that not everybody who says they see in the spirit and are accurate on names and numbers and all these things are really from God. Because you see, it's a little distortion that the devil would need to put and still create himself one. Remember, he has always been the king of misrepresentation and impersonation. That's why the Bible says, no wonder, Satan is transformed as an angel of light. To some or to many, he might appear like this dungeon creature, ugly information, this whole mundane ugly pieces of, of flesh on him with little horns on the side and he's putting on red and he has a fork in the hand. But then he is transformed into an angel of light. No wonder every time we go into the mystics, it's more of the mind of Marvel, to cause to Marvel. Oh, some of you don't even know Marvel Studios. You understand? And what they've released for us in our time, Doctor Strange, who? That today, 
it's so difficult for many people to tell the difference between realities and false realities because even the false realities are now starting to connect to the realities. Those of you who watched the, the movie Doctor Strange, for example, this woman is telling Doctor Strange of how men see in part and she defines the full part to see and then she brings out a picture of a skeleton under an x-ray, right? Then she says, this is in part seen. And she's telling you, okay, if you're practicing medicine, you see in part. And this is what the x-ray can show you. And then she brings out a picture of Kundalini, right? The seven chakras, the third eye, the serpent down. And then she says, this is also an in part experience. Then she punches Dr. Strange in the chest. And then she takes him into the astral projection nature, separates his flesh from the soul. Then she takes him into that world of realities and then he's struggling and, and traveling through some interstellar dimensions. He's seeing all these things that are realities. You understand, the hands are all over him and, 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 and all of these things surrounding him, telling him this is the reason, this is what's in your mind, to simply get back your hands because you broke them. You live by your hands because you're the best surgeon. They're all surrounding you and holding you all over. If you have not watched the movie, go watch it just for your you know, consciousness. You understand? And then the guy comes back to his body. Are you hearing me? And then he's too proud to receive the teaching from the Sorcerer Supreme. They throw him out of that building and lock him up. But he's saying, teach me. And remember the first time he enters into that thing, they tell him, forget everything you know. Now you'll ask me, why am I speaking about this? Let me explain why I'm speaking about this. If you watch that movie, you realize just how far the people of this world have gone into the spirit realm. And how blind Christians are because many of these realities in such movies, you realize they can be backed up by scripture. How can this woman tell you that you're seeing in part, I'm going to show you how to see in full. And the scriptures tell us we know in part, therefore we prophesy in part, but when the fullness is come, the part is dealt away with. What is this part she sees that men see into? And it's also in scripture. And the beginning of this person then is she starts to show Dr. Strange a false reality as the full vision. And then they leave Christ just there because Christ is the fullness of all that filleth all things. And Christians don't know the difference between that kind of reality. So they start now taking Dr. Strange through magics and then creating spells and casting spells and, 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 and in the movie, there's a point where he, even his body sleeps, but he's sleeping. Again, it's in the Psalms, for even though my body lays, but then my spirit is awakened, you instruct my reins in the night. And, and this, oh, these things are all happening in a movie created by a man, and you think it was a man's idea. No, the world has advanced, these guys in the mystic arts have advanced in a place of seeing the spirit world and seeing the realities and separating that light from darkness and creating false realities from darkness to know such that at one point, the Christian will think that everything is the same. We just do it our Christian way. Because if you say, for example, that as a man thinketh, so he is, they have it there too. If you say 
that if you refuse to be sick in your mind, you understand? Uh, and, and you refuse it, you'll not fall sick. They're bringing up the branch of science in epigenetics, which now can be proved scientifically, that if a man refuses to be conscious of illness, his body will heal. And then you go into such movies, and then the Sorcerer Supreme is saying that if you renew the mind and the spirit is elevated, the body heals. But this is also scripture. That you're renewing your mind through the reading of the word. That indeed the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity. And they're saying that if the spirit is, the mind is illuminated and the spirit is elevated, the body heals. But this is scripture. This is scripture. And it's happening in a movie. How far have they gone in understanding the spirit world? Versus the Christian who has even no clue about the basics of faith. And now when they illuminate their minds and then the spirit is elevated and the body starts to heal without your Bible, they'll simply tell you, uh-uh, this is what the Bible says. The Bible is such a bunch of simply legendary stories of the mystic arts. They're simply trying to divert this to you to also believe into Jesus and all these other things, but the story is the principle is still the same. Yes, they are right on one precept, that principles are principles, faith is faith. But they go further in distorting the reality of truth to make believe that you don't need Jesus to actually do this. And they get results too in that realm, but the end thereof, even though they say the ways seem right, but the end of that man is destruction. I mean, Satan is reading the Bible too. Satan is reading the Bible too. So now, we are entering into a space very soon where men are going to start throwing away Christianities for some of these realities because the principles are borrowed from scripture but they are working without God and God is sometimes held to walk into his word even when a man does not believe in him. It's like giving. If you're a giver, it doesn't matter whether you're a devil worshiper or not. It shall come back to you. Now, we are still struggling with a Christian to tithe. Yet Bill Gates is giving 40%. Project Pledge, every year, he's at 40%. Saudi Arabians, sheikhs, you go and read um, the sacred scriptures of, of, of Islam. They believe in giving 30%. For us, we are still striving with Christians to give tithes. And then you ask yourself, why are Christians poor? Why are Christians poor? Why are we struggling in poverty? You do not have a cultured life of principle. Are you hearing me? And now they are comparing us who have the Bible and them who don't and they are presenting more results than us who have the Bible and Christianity is starting to look stupid. That's why I tell you that our mandate in Fanero is bigger than just bringing people to church. We want to show the world that we can make it and indeed we shall make it. Praise God. And there are, there are signs. There are signs. That is still nothing compared to where we are going. I still believe in my spirit. 
that we just need to get certain things aligned to our knowledge, to a certain understanding in God. It's just give us a few years. This world will understand what we're up to. But do you understand what I'm saying? That is still, you know, me, I feel that as we dig into understanding God, some of these people will only believe our God when they see certain things with you. Because they are getting into principles. Satan has realized now what he can do. He doesn't need to divert it. He can't debate realities of Christ. He can't debate truth. What he's doing is he borrows just a part of truth that he knows its principle here, it will still work. Then he brings it to these people and then they do it and then it still works with them as it works with us. He leaves out a bigger chunk of this life in God and because they can prove this and this can work with them, it's enough to satisfy any human desire and then he builds doctrine, dogmas and deception around that and then he deludes many to destruction for indeed they gain the world but lose their souls. And we still have Christians. Some are still like this. They are here, but they are also here. Some are here, but they think they are there. Some, they are not having results here. Of course, they don't even understand why people have results here. So they can easily be deceived from there to here. Hear their tongue speaking. And some who are here don't even have a clue about what is here. It's just something that it's beautiful. It comforts them when they are stressed. They just come to service because they have many problems. You understand? When the problems cease, they stop praying. You understand? Who is understanding what I'm saying? So we are living in false. Why do I call this false reality? The blessing of God, it maketh rich. Now he gets into his person, and the Bible says, and he, God, addeth no sorrow. So this guy also comes. He creates principles that make them rich, but sorrow. He addeth. That's how he separates himself from this world. And he says, look, Anybody can say they are blessed, but they sorrow the other side. And then Notorious B.I.G. sang, the more money that comes around, the more problems you see. More money, more problems. More money, more? More problems. And these facts exist in that reality. As the guy gets money, he's diagnosed with hypertension. As they become richer, they get diabetes. And then they say, those are sicknesses of rich people. Some of them even glory in it. You understand? Because, you know, they, they call them diseases of rich people. It's I rebuke you in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Be rich without hypertension in the mighty name of Jesus. Be rich without cholesterol issues in the mighty name of Jesus. Some people think that you need to be fat to be rich. They have rich bodies. They call them rich bodies. You understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? False realities. Now we have a problem. Christians no longer know truth and false. False. In that church, they have money. In the other one, they are poor. So you're subjecting your wealth on a church? I thought wealth is personal. This is you honoring the principles of the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? All we can give you is faith. We don't make you rich. The word does. Are you hearing me? But you see, some of you have a deception that you're going to skip truth and then somehow they pronounce a prophetic word over you and then you become, ah, where? Please, reality. You see, when the Bible says, when Christ, who is your real life, your real, your reality must be hemmed in Christ. Does Christ say by his stripes you were healed? I don't care what medicine says and how far advanced medicine has gone and how many warnings you'll get from the doctor. Christ has said, ye were healed. Set your mind on things above and keep your health. There's a man who doesn't believe in that and he's 100% healthy by the medical standards and he's going to die today. Because he has a distorted reality. In his heart he thinks, I can die any second. Me, I can't die any second. <laughs> the Bible says, my days on earth are numbered. I don't just get surprised one day and I wake up when I'm dead. No. Oh! Tell your neighbor that that, that that is not me right there. That's a distorted reality. I shall live all my years. I will go to my grave full of age like a stalk of wheat in its season. He said it when he knew that pneumonia exists. He said it when he knew that sinuses are there. He said it when he knew that disease exists. He said it and he still said that with long life I will satisfy you. That's why he said these words are medicine to their bones. If you feel you're sick, Treat yourself with the word. Hallelujah. Wake up in the morning and say, I am full of life. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm healthy from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. But the reality is the doctor has said, who is the doctor? Who is the doctor? He said, set your mind. 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 Setting. Setting. Like you set a TV in a channel. Like you set a radio on a certain knob. You set your mind. Don't distort your reality. If he says for this reason, he became poor that you might become rich, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. It does not matter whether you have money in your pocket, whether it's working now or it's not working now. It honestly does not matter. Set your mind, he says, where Christ is. 
think there's a Greek word that sounds like katemai, like where he's settled, where his mind is, where his idea is, where his, his understanding, where he, he's occupied, the place where Christ is occupied. Is he occupied in wealth? Occupy yourself there. Is he occupied in divine health? Occupy yourself there. Is he occupied in victory? Occupy yourself there. Is he occupied in breakthrough? Occupy yourself there. Is he occupied in wonders, signs, miracles? Occupy yourself there. Is he occupied in Orlando Sabako? Set your mind. Set it. For the Bible says he's held in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed in he. For the Bible says, for oh, his heart doth trust in you. That's what it means to trust God. When you refuse to look at the realities of the world and you choose to set your mind on what Christ has said, regardless of what is happening in your life. Then you start speaking. For with the mouth you shall be justified. And with that mouth you shall be condemned. If you wake up confessing silly things because of distorted realities. There is a language we cannot have. There is a lifestyle we cannot have. There is a certain understanding we can't have. There is a certain reasoning we can't be under. There is a certain thoughts that you can't have. Even if they come, you rebuke them like you're rebuking the devil. Because your real life is set. Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. Whatever he says to be true is true. I don't care what situations I've gone through. If he says you were healed, whoa, way. You need to convince me otherwise. If he says you are blessed, you need to convince me otherwise. If he says you're going up and upward only, you need to convince me otherwise. If he says that I am rich, you need to convince me otherwise. If he says that I'm expanding, I'm growing the path of the just, shines bright and bright and to a perfect day, the longer they live, the brighter they shine. You need to convince me otherwise because I am persuaded of greater things which accompany salvation. I am persuaded. My real life is here. It's here. It is here. Magic is false reality. Witchcraft is false reality. Sorcery is false reality. Mysticism is false reality. The reality is Christ. He's the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's your present and past. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the fullness that filleth all things and in whom all things consist. By him are all things. And wherewith he has brought many sons to glory through this sacrifice. He's that solid rock on which you stand. All other ground is sinking sand. How can you say you are poor? Unless you have a distortion of truth. Unless you have a futility of vision. Unless you have a frustrated revelation. How do you say you're sick? How do you say you're lacking? Okay. And for me, my biggest pain comes through people who come and ask me, Apostle, I've done, I've done everything. Why am I still not advancing? 
And I'm like, oh God. Who gave her the vision that she's not advancing? This is the very reason why she's not advancing. She's not advancing not because she doesn't see anything moving. She's not advancing because her eyes are set on what is not moving. And the more she beholds what is not moving, she creates the reality of what is not moving. How can I tell her that we also one time woke up and you didn't have money, but you refused to think that it's not working. We also woke up sometimes and we came to church and the chairs were empty, but you refused to think that you don't have enough for them. We also woke up one day and you prayed for a sick man and they died immediately the day you laid hands on them. But I refuse to think that I don't have a healing anointing on my life. We also sometimes woke up and headache came and it hit you and you spoke every word and it continued the next day and you spoke every word and it continued the next day and you spoke every word and it even worsened. But we refuse to think that we are sick. Where did you get it from that it's not working? Why did it even come in your head? That because there is a delay, therefore it's not working. That's the very reason why you have failed to enter the power of God. You failed to enter the mystery of his resurrection and the glory that comes with every believer. Why? Because every time you look on the side and things are not working, you sulk and you worsen, you, you become sad, you give up, you draw back, you become frustrated. They tell me, oh, this person is not praying because things are not working. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? Who told you they are not working? Where did you leave the scripture that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and they are called according to his purpose? Where did you doubt? Some of us have fought things for years. We just don't tell you because you will never understand. But we just let you see the results because they will explain better. But believe me too, we have also woken up and things didn't work that day. They did not work the next month. But you see, some of us killed them the day we believed. So even though they were not working in the false reality, in Christ, our true reality, all things were fixed. We maintain that confession. We testified of our healing way before we were even healed in the body because he was our reality here. There was nothing that was going to make me change my confession because I was feeling some way in my body. I still maintained my confession because I know with my mouth I'm justified, with my mouth I'm condemned. The day I wake up and say it has failed, I'm gone. And as you continued confessing, the body started to respond. As you continued confessing, the situation started responding. As you continued believing, the circumstances started working. And now we know. We don't pray. We know. We don't hope. We know. This Jesus we are telling you about, we know that all things work together for good. That is why when we sing it is so sweet to trust in Jesus. The man who wrote that song says, we have proved him over and over. We have past victories. You testify you're healed before you're even healed. Your body starts coming in line. Your body starts coming in line. But it took four years. 
what we don't tell them are the four because honestly four years were false reality our real life said that I was healed before I was even born and one year two years three years four years the body starts coming back it's telling you okay I'm also understanding what you've been confessing. Now I'm judging that you know what you're saying. You're not simply a mouth believer. You don't confess him with your lips, but your hearts are far. Your heart is in your confession. Your working is in the doing. The results are there. You can see. We confessed right before we had money. And me the day I got to know of my wealth in God, I never confessed poverty. And there were many times before I woke up broke. But now, ladies and gentlemen, now it's beyond faith. I am rich. Both in the physical and in the spiritual. When you get to that level, it's no longer faith, it's knowledge. You know can I ask you a question? You told us to do this. You gave us prayer codes. I'm praying. But things are not working. Where are you seated? Come up thither and see. The egg is incubating. It's incubating. It's just incubating. Outside we might not see anything, but it's incubated. But the day you start to say, I don't see the warmth, you kill it. And some of you are killing yourself every day. Every day. Don't even joke about negative stuff. Don't even joke don't joke and some poor don't wake up and jokingly say I have problems don't joke unless you don't you, listen some people die joking there's a lady who died I used to warn her I say I used to tell her stop jokes I used to warn her and I tell her stop negative jokes stop because Satan doesn't joke when you confess it whether you're joking or not he runs he hastens Stop joking. Stop joking. We are poor. You have problems. You have stop joking. Stop. Stop. Stop joking. Unless you really have them. Okay, receive them in Jesus' name. Stop joking that you're sick. I am poor. Stop. Stop. The Bible calls them. The Bible calls them coarse jesting. Coarse jokes. Silly jokes. Negative jokes. Don't joke negatively. Don't joke. If you know that you're ordained for marriage, don't ever joke me. I'll be single. I don't want. Don't joke foolishly. Don't. Don't joke foolishly. Don't joke foolishly. Don't joke foolishly. The Bible refuses. Some of you, you joke foolishly. You make silly jokes. Oh, <laughs> me, me, me who will marry me. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Not that one. There's where he warns you do not make. It's a list of things, eh? Ephesians 5, what? 5, 4. 
Ephesians 5, 4. KJV. He says, let there be no filthiness, obscenity, indecency, no foolish and sinful, silly and corrupt talk. No coarse jesting. You know what coarse jesting is? Making silly jokes about your life that are negative. Don't! You wake up and then you hear Christians saying, ha, ha, me who is, I'm an old woman. What are you saying? He says he shall renew your youth and you're confessing old age and then the next day wrinkles start hitting your face and then you start buying anti-wrinkle creams. Stop it. Stop joking. Old age, stop joking poverty. Stop joking. Stop those. Me, I know someone. I warned her, I told her, if you continue these silly jokes, you will die. And she died. She died. One time she pulled a silly joke and something in my spirit told me she has established it. I, I, I looked at her, I told her, do you know what you've said? It was about two years ago. And she says, I'm joking. Anyway, I can't say it. Believe me, two years later, what she said came and she died. Stop joking negatively on your life. Don't even joke with money. What do you mean? Mugaga, with money. What, what do you mean? Stop joking foolishly. You will die. That's filthy talk. And you're going to be judged by that same mouth. It will condemn you. Stop. Speak to God. God is serious about you. Be serious about you. What is your reality? My reality is Christ. And whatever he has said. Look and leave. My brother leave. Look to Jesus now. And leave it recorded in his word. Hallelujah. It's only that you look and leave. Look and leave, my brother. Look to Jesus now and leave it recorded in His Word. Hallelujah! It's only the truth and me. It's the message from the Lord. Hallelujah. It has promised to do good. Hallelujah. If only you will look and leave. Confess all the right words about you. Look and leave, my brother. Look to Jesus.
Father, we thank you. Your word brings light, giveth understanding to them that are simple. Thank you because your word has been spoken tonight and it has sunk and it shall produce fruit in our lives. Give the Lord a miracle of praise. I'm a believer. I don't fail. Now, if you're here and you've never given your life to Christ and you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior, please come and receive him now as your personal Lord and Savior. If you're not born again, come and receive him as your Lord and Savior. Darling, hey, hey, come, come. I want to pray for you. If you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come and receive him as your Lord and Savior. Put up your hands. Now, you're going to repeat these words after me. Okay? Say, Jesus, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you are the Son of God who died for my sins. Today, I receive you as my Lord and Savior and born again. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Venero, make manifest.